I'm Romney Navarro, and this is Firestarters, a streamlined funding podcast where entrepreneurs share their stories, passions, and the formulas fueling their success. Each week, we talk to extraordinary people about what they do, why they do it, how they make a difference, and how they inspire the people around them. Now, it's time to bring the heat. All right, episode three of four, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk marketing. The third one, referral programs. That's what we're going to jump into. Stand by, stay tuned. It's going to be a great show. Successful investors use leverage to get the most from their investments. Streamline Funding provides project financing for home builders and entrepreneurs all across the state of Texas. Visit StreamlineFunding.com or give us a call at 512-250-8575 and speak with a Streamline representative today. We have infinite funding, resources, and expertise to help you grow your business. Right, everybody, welcome back to Firestarters. Firestarters, great name for a podcast. Still a great name. I'm so happy we came up with it, and I'm so happy it's getting out there. What are we talking about today? Actually, it's a continuation. It's a continuation of what we've been talking about, and it's unlimited marketing for you as a private lender into your marketplace. We've had a couple of episodes um, over the last couple of weeks. We've been dropping information on events. We've been dropping information on customer service, and today we're going to talk about other ways to create deal flow business. And, um, I couldn't help but think about it when I was driving in this morning. It's like, Ooh, we gotta, we gotta bring the heat because this next one is actually where we make the most money that we've made the most money. But as I was driving in this morning, man, I couldn't help but think, dude, I'm tired. So I don't know if I'm going to give you a, like a low, like slow episode or if we're going to bring the heat. Pump it up, Romney. Come on now. Who is that? Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back to Firestarters. <laughs> I'm Romney Navarro, your host. Joined by the one, the only, I don't even know this guy. Yeah, I don't what, what, Tell them your name. Uh, uh, my name is Sean. Sean and, uh, the Streetwalker. Yeah, Sean the Streetwalker. <laughs> Sean on the street. Those, that's, um, boy, that's not, a, that's not really an inside joke. That's actually out there. Sean is also, not only is he the producer and one of the frequent guests on this show, um, he is actually the producer of another show that we we have called the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Thank you for the plug. Yeah, there you go. Wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, thank you. So <laughs> Noble Capital Radio Hour is the radio show and podcast that we produce for the fundraising side of our business. So the money that we lend as a lending company originates somewhere. Got to come from somewhere. Got to come it? from somewhere. Yeah. And it comes from Noble Capital. Noble Capital has got this great platform for lenders such as ourselves. That's right. At Streamline Funding, the Firestarters brand, and um. We, we've been using capital raised by Noble for, for 17, 18 years. Yep. And uh, anyway, so Sean's the producer of that show. He has a lot of cool stuff that they talk about there, specifically like- um, It's more wealth management yeah. and, and income planning. Yeah, very based. different than yeah. what we talk about here. We're talking about you know developers, rehabbers, builders. Entrepreneurialism. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Over there, it's all about you know retiring. <laughs> yeah. Retiring rich. Yeah, which we all want to do someday. Amen, baby. That's the end goal. So thank you for having me back on another episode, yes. Romney. I'm excited. It's been a little while since we sat down to do this, and I'm pumped. 
Yep. Let's let's give them some content. Let's do this. Well, All let right. me let me just finish the the thought with Sean on the street. So I called him Sean the Streetwalker because on the Noble Capital Radio Hour he does a bit every week, or he used to do a bit every week when I was on that show. Used it, to, yeah. Yeah, and it was called Sean on the Street. He'd go out and, and survey a bunch of just randos. Mm. And it was, it was weird, man. Some of the stuff you'd get. I remember there was one guy. Sometimes it almost got me in trouble. <laughs> I remember one time it was like, what would you do if you lost, if somebody lost money, your money? And I think some guy said, I, I'd split them down to the white meat or something yeah. like that. I was like, <gasps> yeah, he was talking about scalping people. Basically. I was like, okay, this is dangerous. <laughs> Damn. Well, look guys, we're not talking about losing money on this nope. show today. It's ta- we're talking about, we're talking making, about money. making money. Yeah, that's right. So what we've been doing over the last couple of episodes. If, if you've been listening in, is we're talking about unlimited great marketing for private lenders using what I call four plus simple strategy. Okay. Um, That's a long title, dude. That, I did it purposely. <laughs> I, just, I did I it purposely so it could just be a mouthful. Nobody will remember it, but somebody remembers that it's big. I remember it. I don't. <laughs> okay. I don't. I actually had to read it, turn the paper and read it. Uh, and I wrote this crap. Um, the very first thing we talk about is events. Inside of events, we talked about a bunch of different things. Events is actually what, what basically kicked off our business. So if you're a private lender, okay, and you're trying to get into business and do a couple of deals, make a little bit of money, feed your family and or more than that, events are one of the first things I'd always recommend because it's low hanging fruit. Absolutely. And that's kind of where we started yeah. as a company. Yeah. Events were the first sort of go-to uh, approach to the, marketing. These four things that we're talking about are things that have worked for us. Yep. There's nothing on here that hasn't worked for us. This is actual things. Mind you, we do different things as well. Mm-hmm. We enhance some of these things as well. Yeah. But the basic, you know, the essentials are, are is what we're talking about on these on these podcasts. Yeah, we're we're not here to discuss hypothetical BS. This this is tried and true and tested and things that we have oh, done yeah. and still do. Failed, succeeded, and yep. then doubled down. Exactly. So events was the first thing. It's actually really kind of helped our business grow. Certainly helped our business start. Then we discovered customer service. We talked a lot about customer service. That one is such a broad, broad, you know, uh, topic that I'm not even going to get into the details, but let's just say I that think there's an episode on it. Exactly. <laughs> but it's all about customer service. Yeah. You don't win business without customer service, but it's a perfect segue into the next one. Okay. The next one is referral programs. That's what we're going to talk about today. With customer service comes referrals. Okay. So there, therein lies the segue, but referral programs is actually if you look at our book of business, we currently have approximately, I think I saw yesterday, about $185 million under management. It means we have $185 million worth of loans that we've done across the United, or excuse me, across Texas. And they're currently being worked on. These are properties that are currently under construction, whatever. Something to the tune, depending on, on you know, what month you catch it on, something to the tune of 50% of our business has come by way of referrals. Mm-hmm. Broad. Narrow it down a little bit. Let's kind of bring it down to bite-sized pieces. Well, some of it is client referrals. Sure. Some of it is broker referrals. Some of it is friends of the family, you know, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So there's different ways where you could get referrals. But what we realized is you can absolutely get referrals if you're, if you use it as a tool. Okay. Sure. And that's what a lot of people kind of forget. It's like, you remember, you've seen this, you've seen the back of a business card where you turn it over and it says the best compliment I could receive is a referral from my clients. Some crap like that. Yeah. Or a Yelp review or something. <laughs> it's just the old school way is like yeah, you know, this weird sure. way of asking for a referral. Well, it could, I mean, it's word of mouth, you know, it's, it's somebody who has experience working with you that says, hey, this was a good experience. And that is great, but I'm talking about get deliberate. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Be, be very, very deliberate. And 
and getting the referrals. So you mean you you just straight up ask people for referrals? Yes and no. Okay. Yes, in that by being deliberate, it's like this is something that we do. Mm-hmm. You you advertise it and you promote it. No, in that I'm not going to have that weird question at you know at the end of every conversation. It's like, okay, Sean, hey, thanks for thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want, you want to hook me up? Who in your network? Like, no, that's stupid. Yeah, you know, no. it's it's more than that. It's being deliberate, yeah. being promoting it, letting the world know, and then of course not doing it in a way where it's obnoxious. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'm going to talk about a couple things that have worked for us. Some okay. of these have worked tremendously well, by the way. I mean, the ROI is, is there. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned, half of my business, I'm talking about $185 million book of business. Let's just say half of that is 85 million, just for argument's sake. Mm-hmm. Half of that has come by way of referrals. I get paid every time I lend money. Mm-hmm. I've lent $85 million through referral sources. There's been a lot of money made and earned by way of referrals. So what did I do? What was funny, once upon a time, um, when I started in this business, it was, it was kind of dog eat dog, you know, every man for himself, every, if you could get a deal, it's your deal. If you can't get a deal, it's the other person's deal. And we're all competing. And there was this kind of fun, interesting moment of clarity that I had. It was actually, we had to hire somebody to, to get to this. I wasn't, it was just kind of me and my thoughts for a long time. So I, I just, that's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Rule number one, get you, get you a, Get you a number one or yeah, a number two. Get some help. Get some help. Yeah. Um, anyway, we had to hire this guy and this guy's like, hey man, why don't we, why don't we point more of our business towards referral business? And I was like, yeah. yeah, whatever that means, bro. He's like, no, listen to this. And so he gave me kind of the rundown and he's like, yeah, I'll just, you know, we'll share deals with people. It's like, if I can't do it, I'll send it to this guy. If he can't do it, he'll send it to me and the world sure. is happy, you know, beautiful place. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, yeah, whatever, youngin. That's not the way the world works. You know what? Dude was right. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And what we ended up doing is we actually started paying for referrals. So we now promote that we pay for referrals. Literally me saying this on the air is us promoting that we pay for referrals. Sure. So what exactly does that mean? Well, we're in the business of writing loans. Anytime you write a loan, there's a fee you know, associated with that loan. And let's just say for argument's sake, there's a $10,000 fee generated. Now, all of a sudden I've made money. I could split that with people. How much I give them? Totally up to me or up to you, depending on what you're going to do. But what I did is I started promoting it. And what I decided to do is promote three different types of referrals. So I, if you go to my website or if you, if we talk face to face, or if you talk to any of the sales guys, we're going to be like, so, Hey, what if I refer a deal? And I've got two, three different ways that I do it. Actually, I have two with a little bolt on. I have a referral partner and just a partner. Okay. Okay. So my referral types are referrals and partners. If I categorize somebody as a referral, if all they do is just provide me with contact information, you know, here's Sean Harris, his number is 512-872-5115. You're giving out some random person's phone number out there. (laughs) Please call that number. Please call that number. I will, God, this is dangerous. I won't pay the fine, but it'll be fun. (laughs) Yeah. Bombard somebody. But no, you know what I mean? Here's the guy's number. And then we call this rando and we, we, there's love connection. And next thing you know, there's a $10,000 revenue kind of that happened or, you know, there $10,000 in income was created. And the person who gave me that number, you know, whomever it was, didn't even know it was happening. What I do is I pay that person 10% of my revenue. If I made a thousand dollars, I'd send them a hundred bucks. 
But made so, 10, send them a thousand. Go ahead. So whenever you call a lead like this that somebody referred to you, I mean, how do you approach that? Are you like, hey, you know, uh, I was working with so-and-so and they said that you were in the market for this and that and they uh, suggested that I reach out to you or how do you approach that? That's that's kind of deep ninja stuff too, believe it or not. I mean, I'll give yeah. you the high level, but it's, that's that's like a it's 30 delicate. minute to hour conversation, yeah. but very delicate. Depends on the referral though. Because I've got guys who do this for me all the time. Here's this guy. And it's about a, it's about a 30% success rate. But I'm, I'm calling on leads. I mean, we're in the business of, of selling, Sales. right? So yeah, we're calling man. on leads. So 30% success rate's not bad. Mm-hmm. So here's this guy. Sometimes I will filter through it before I make the phone call. It's like, that's not a good lead for me. And since he doesn't know me, we're, we're none, you know, mm-hmm. I don't even need to make the call. Sometimes I'll make the call because I want to be in the person's network. Uh, and sometimes I make the call because I think I could get a deal out of it. So typically the call goes something along the lines of, hey, my name's Romney. Um, my buddy, Justin, you know, Justin from such and such, he he connected us and he's like, oh yeah, Justin told me he'd be connecting us. And then boom. That's that's the best case scenario. Yeah. That's easy. So so back it up a little bit, right? This is yeah. kind of the way of the, the warrior that we're talking about. I mean, you got to train your referral source a little bit too. The last thing you need is just some guy to you know, get your hand and write somebody's name on your hand. You want that person to say, look, if you ever see a deal like that, or you want to tell this person, if you ever see like a deal like that, let them know that we'll call him and give him these, you know, just give him my number or, or give me his number. Sure. So then now all of a sudden in the real world, they're having a conversation about flipping a house or whatever the case. And then he's like, oh, I have a buddy Romney who does exactly that. Um, let me give you his number or let me have him call you. And then, you know, it's, it's a soft, it's a, it's a great warm um, connection. Mm-hmm. There are times where it's a cold connection. Those are a little bit harder, a lot more delicate and the close rate is a lot less. Yeah. But a referral is a great place to start. Now, all these guys do is provide contact information and ch- attempt to make a warm handoff. And that warm handoff is basically letting them know this is what to expect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I have another one that I call referral plus, and this is the type of person that kind of has a, a real let me not say kind of, this is the type of person that has a personal relationship with the person that they referred. Mm-hmm. So not only do they give me the warm number and I make the call and we make the connection, they actually assist a little bit wherever possible along the way, such as, Hey, I called John and, uh, John told me he was going to get me something and it's been a week. Um, will you follow up with John? Like, Oh sure. I'll give him a nudge. Okay. That's a little something. Mm, I'm not gotcha. telling him go and underwrite this deal or go and sell these terms. I'm saying yeah. help kind of corral this lead for me. So that's a referral plus. I'll typically pay that person 20% of my revenue. I won't necessarily tell them that, but it's kind of like a thanks for the assist. Mm -hmm. The other one is thanks for the number. This one's thanks for the assist. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I do not advertise referral plus though. I only advertise referral and partners. Well, because I mean, typically for something like that, you would really, you would want it to be somebody you have a relationship with, right? Yeah. That you know a little bit better, you know, not just some rando that you did one deal with or something, right? Or you I met mean, at, a, at a networking event or something. Exactly. You're not going to be able to move the needle with that person. Right, right. But with somebody you do, you do. It's about so, the level of a relationship. Correct. Right? Um, and then finally, this is actually the, this is a big one. This is, we've, we've made money here and we've paid money here. And what we call partners. These are guys who are engaged throughout the entire process. Mm-hmm. Literally, these guys help you sell. You give them parameters. They go out there, get the deal, organize the deal, send it to you. And you close it or we close it. Fund it. Fund it. Exactly. Their job is to organize it and package it up. Okay. So do they also underwrite it or? We teach them how to quote unquote underwrite. Yeah. But ultimately, ultimately the, that has the to be loan decision us. is made here, but they yeah. underwrite to our, to our standards. Sure. 
And basically what that does is we're talking about close ratios a little bit. Yeah. That'll take your close ratio from 20% to like 95%. Right. If you know what I do and you give me what, what we know, what you know, I'll do, mm-hmm. I'll do it all the time. Right. If you give me some foreign object, I won't. So right. they underwrite to make sure that they're giving me the appropriate file. Okay. So, so a lot of the, the heavy lifting is kind of already done when it comes to you. Correct. We're just so, verifying. Gotcha. Trust, but verify is what they call it. Yep. So when I have a partner and I do have a lot of partners, what I do is I pay these guys totally different. We just went and created $10,000 worth of revenue. It would be um, inequitable to pay him 10 or 20% if he did all the work. So mm-hmm. I'm actually going 50, 50 with these guys. Yeah. I'm bringing the capital and I'm bringing the program and they're bringing in the deal mm-hmm. and we split the profits. And um, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. That referral program has worked out very, very, very well for us. This is pretty interesting because this is the monetary side of the referral program mm-hmm. and it's the easiest to understand. All right. It's certainly gotcha. the easiest to promote and have a conversation about what happens when somebody becomes your client though. Um, and what, what do you, where do you take it beyond just the kicking them back a little bit of cash here and there. And for the record, guys, whoever's listening to this, I'm a private lender. I work in an industry of private lending. We do loans on real estate investment projects. There is no governing law that says we can't do this. If there was, we would follow those rules. But since there isn't, we kind of make our own rules here. So you can make your own rules. I'm just giving you some, some kind of guidelines and examples of what we've done in the past that have worked. Yeah. So what else do you do to get referrals? Dude, this next one is absolutely uh, a ninja move and it's gifting. Yeah. Gifting is something that many people don't, I don't know, many people just don't even think about. I'm talking about like a nice bottle of scotch or. I mean, that's on the list. Yeah. That's on the list, man. Nice. I mean, some people would want a day at the spa. Some people, one of my favorite gifts would want something, an heirloom type gift. Um, I have gifted and have seen, I've taken this idea from somebody, mind you, I didn't come mm-hmm. up with it. But a, a knife, a, a chef's knife with, you know, Sean Harris is your name. How about if I give you a chef's knife with a, with Harris engraved on the side? It's pretty slick. Yeah. And it's an expensive gift. Yeah. You're going to have that forever. Oh, oh, I got it. Go. You're Cuban, right? Yes. Cuban cigars. There's a gift. Mm -hmm. Mm. I, uh, there's, and there's a market for that. So gifting, there's, there's one part about gifting that's a little bit harder. And that is the specifics of it. Like yeah. everybody's not going to appreciate the same things. There are some things that kind of touch the masses a little bit better. My idea of a knife is one of those that will be accepted. And might, some people might think of it as weird. Actually, I think it has a little bit broader appeal uh, exactly. as, as compared to a bottle of liquor or something like that. You know, a, a man would like a chef's knife. A woman would like a chef's knife. You Correct. know, I mean, it's just, it kind of, uh, it, it can kind of touch a lot of people. Gifting is. I'd love a chef knife if you want to get one with my name engraved on it. I'm, <laughs> I'll show yeah. you the one that I've done. It's pretty. You know, my cool, birthday's man. coming up. <laughs> well, let, let me say this: the, the the chef knife has worked um, wonders. We did that with some of our clients at Noble and Wealth Management a couple of years back, and um, and it just worked wonders. But it's it's not. I mean, gifting is is multifaceted. One one of the facets is like, look, don't expect anything back. You're literally giving your clients and your 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 sphere a gift. Mm. Yeah. Um. The other part is the ninja part is, like I said, an heirloom gift. They will never throw that thing away and they will always associate that with you. And at some point in their life, be it daily, weekly, monthly, or every couple of years, they're going to see it and make that association again. So you stay what? Top of mind. Wouldn't you say heirloom? 
Yeah, man, a knife or uh, a a wind chime if somebody passes away, a something that is just, it's meant to stick. Okay. Um, There's a bunch of other examples, but something along those lines. Yeah. Um, I've given even um, hourglasses, um, but like big kind of beefy ones. Sure. And I'm not talking about slapping your logo on it, like swag, like a pair of, you know, cheap sunglasses with your logo on the side, you know, or We would never do something like that. No. Or or a t-shirt. Yeah. No, that's some stupid crap like that. I'm talking about something yeah. that'll stick. Yeah, and you know the the beauty part about personalizing it and putting like taking a knife and engraving somebody's name on it is that it's going to be a lot more difficult to sell on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The yeah. market value just dropped. Exactly. <laughs> this thing that cost me 200 bucks, you get like four bucks for it on eBay. It's like when you when you get somebody famous's autograph, but it's addressed to you with your name. And it's like, well, you, you can't really sell that one unless their name is also Romney, you, you know. <laughs> Small marketplace. Well, guys, gifting, the greatest thing. Um, show your gratitude with something meaningful. It always works. And um, I'm not going to go too far into the details there, but I want to give you some real numbers so you understand what it's actually meant to us. This is real. Um, in addition to gifting, when, okay, let me, let me actually give you a real campaign that we ran. I think you were already here, Sean, back in 2015. Yeah, back in 2015. So on the, the fundraising side of our business, um, we, we do have some restrictions as to what we can gift and refer and, and pay. Right. Um, but we can absolutely, you know, there's, there's some ways around certain rules. I'm not calling them loopholes. There's just certain things we can gift and certain things we can't. Right. Well, to make a long story short, we launched this, uh, this thing called the ambassador club mm-hmm. pro tip yeah. note to self, write this down. If you're going to do any of this crap that I'm talking about, think of a way to give it a name, give it a name. I, I was telling you that noble capital is the place where we get our money to fund it to the, to the broader audience, right? Um, we are a company called Streamline Funding, the best private lender in Texas. Well, Noble Capital's got this thing called Lender's Edge. That is its platform for guys like me at Streamline Funding to put money out. Um, they gave it a name. It stuck. We gave this thing a name, called it the Ambassador Club. It stuck. My clients wanted to be ambassadors, whatever the hell that meant. We had a bunch of different levels of ambassadors. Some of them are, we just had a month, you know, if you were at level A, we would invite you to a monthly happy hour. This demographic, this type of person that we were dealing with actually appreciated that. Mm-hmm. I mean, a happy hour with a bunch of bros is not really a cool thing to some, but when you get, you know, 55, 60 year old person kind of, you know, inter- hanging out with, with the crew, they love that stuff. And frankly, sure. we're also managing their money, millions of dollars. So it's also it's some visibility to them. Absolutely. So if you're an ambassador, you, you got invited to this monthly happy hour, you got invited to this quarterly um, educational event and with some, with some bells and whistles. But the, the ultimate goal for us was the ambassador club was promoting a grand prize, which was a cruise. And the, and the deal was if you refer so much business to us, let's just say X, I'll tell you what it was. It was a million dollars. If you refer a million dollars in business to us, we'll send you on a cruise with us. So we're just going to go on this company cruise. And, um, lo and behold, we, uh, announced this, I think in November, and we had this big cruise ordeal. I think we even had a carnival. Was it carnival? No, Royal Caribbean. We had a Royal Caribbean salesperson or, you know, marketing person at the event kind of, you know, pumping it up a little yeah. bit. By the way, if Royal Caribbean is listening, we are open to sponsorships for the podcast. Thank you very much. Okay, go ahead, Romney. I'm done. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to bring in some some cash here. Yeah, dude, marketing <laughs> dollars. Aren't you a marketer? Hey, podcasts really bring in a lot of advertising dollars. So I heard that. I'm well, just throwing that out there. Well, they actually cut us a super sweet deal at Royal Caribbean. But the deal was you bring me a client or you bring me a referral, whatever, a warm connection. And we and it originates in it. It creates a million dollars of lendable capital. Mm-hmm. Um, we will send you on this cruise with us. It's myself and, and our business partners. Cool. And um, okay, a year goes by. Boom, boom, boom. Throughout the year, people are sending us referrals, 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 and we're constantly promoting this. By the way, sure. Every newsletter, there's like, don't miss out on the cruise. Every every time we get face to face, the cruise is coming. Here's the leaderboard. All this BS. Seven people qualified for a damn cruise. And we're like, oh shit, we got we to gotta pay for this now. Yeah. We got to pay for this. All right. So it's no big deal. We were setting aside money for this, of course. Um, seven couples, ourselves, it was, a, it was a group of about 18 or 20 people. I think there was a couple single cabins in there. And uh, we were out about 40 Gs on that cruise. Mm-hmm. Okay. It cost a couple of bucks, maybe 50. And looking back though, you know what it created? About $700,000 in revenue. Great. So it's like, do it. It's, a, it's, it's yeah. marketing. It's all it is. Give, give your thing, your gift, your, your rewards program, a name, and people are going to love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one more, and this one's, uh, I wouldn't call this one delicate, but this is one that is definitely entering my vocabulary more and more nowadays. And it's what I call frenemies. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've already, you've already figured out how to promote your, I pay for referrals. You've already figured out how to promote my, your equivalent to an ambassador program. Like I'm going to do something very special for you, my client. And, um, but you haven't necessarily tapped into those people around you that you compete for business with. Well, guess what? If, um, if you're out there competing for business, a little bit of business, a lot of business, whatever the case may be, not everybody does the same thing. There's some overlap. All right. You know, Sean is a content writer. Uh, that's one of the things that he does. Um, I do a little copywriting from time to time. Poorly. (laughs) Yahtzee. That's exactly my point. I realize I can't do copywriting. The little bit that I do is not going to sustain me. So what happens when I get another well, also, copyright? But your specialty is, is somewhere else. Sure. You, you know, your real specialty. So you, you need to concentrate on that and not necessarily on copyright. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, look, when in our world, there's a fine line between a lender and a broker mm-hmm. and kind of a deal hustler. Sure. Um, I'm talking about, you know, like for like. I'm talking about another lender. So that's my frenemy. Mm-hmm. I have a guy who I'm competing for business with, but oftentimes he does something that I don't. And oftentimes I do something that he doesn't. For instance, I do community development deals. Somebody buys a six acre piece of land, wants to put in a road, some infrastructure and build 25 houses. That's me. Mm-hmm. Somebody buys that same piece of dirt and it maybe was worth a little bit less and a little bit denser build. And they want to build a rental, a multifamily rental community. That's not me. Mm-hmm. But you can see that they're very similar. Yeah. Right. But there's, I know somebody that does that. And therein lies my frenemy. Um, we don't need to necessarily reciprocate by way of dollars. Just make the connections and keep the industry moving. And um, one thing that I've, and I know we're trying to land this thing here pretty quickly. We've been, I've been rambling a little while here today. Sure have. (laughs) No, man, keep going. This is actually, so I love this idea because, you know, just in, I think in, in business in general, people 
feel like you have to have this adversarial stance yeah. toward your competitors and everything. And I don't think that that's, that's always beneficial. I mean, you know, you're going to win some deals that your competitors don't and vice versa. But if you can maintain a friendly relationship with them, I mean, ultimately, you're only going to help each other out. Like, why mm-hmm. not? You know, this is, you know, we're, this is a sales heavy episode and frankly, a sales heavy um, series. series. Yeah. So you got to you got to remember that in in sales, it, the it's largely dominated by by competitive people. Sure. You know, a lot of type A's, a lot of people. It's like it's I'm going to win at all costs. And naturally, you have to have that personality yeah. to be successful. It, it's it, it's but, in a lot of people's DNA's. Exactly. This yeah. is also a different world. Yeah. But let me let me back up for a second. It's funny that you say that. I was watching a commercial the other day with J.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. Ah, man, I hope it was J.J. Watt. Um, he's a pretty memorable dude from the Houston Texans. He's a you know, boss, killer, whatever you want to call him. And um, he had a tagline, and, and this is paraphrasing because I am going to butcher it, but it basically said, make the competition um, the inspiration. Something along those lines totally butchered that, by the way. It's basically make that your fuel. Yeah. You know, make crushing them your fuel. And it was like, I heard it and I got inspired. I was like, yeah, that's right. That's the way the world goes. Like, oh, wait, wait, wait. It's 2019. I'm going to be around for a long time. Some of these guys are going to be around for a long time. Let's just, let's grow this thing together. So when I talk about frenemies, I, you know, the, the light bulb for me was this. In business, every business, no matter how good, bad, or otherwise you are, you're competing for market share. If you're competing for a sure. sliver a slice or the whole thing, you're competing for market share. Wherever you're at on there, you don't have 100% of it guaranteed. Guaranteed. So you're not getting every single lead. You're not getting every single deal. You're getting a percentage of them. So what, what are the odds? Who is getting the other deals? Who is getting the other leads? Odds are it's your com- competition because mm-hmm. they're competing for the same market share. So keep that conversation fluid because they're going to see the things that you do and you're going to see the things that they do and then all of a sudden you guys have a nice reciprocating relationship, right? Reciprocal relationship. Yeah. So what I've done is I've actually gone as far as even publishing a list of my quote unquote frenemies, people that do things different than me. Here's an example. Um, and by the way, if you're listening to this and you're a private lender, this is, this is, this is kind of late into the episode, so it might be a little bit harder to, to stick. But um, we do this. We give people really warm leads um, by way of what I'm talking about. If you're in a market... Um, anywhere across the United States and you want to talk a little bit about exchanging business or maybe how we could help you with your business in whatever way that is, maybe even through Noble Capital's Lender's Edge program that we were talking about, um, hit us up. It's, it's not that hard to find us. You know where we're at. Um, but what we do is we publish a list of our quote unquote frenemies. We don't call them frenemies to our clients. We, I just call them frenemies on the podcast. Um, but we publish a list and the, the list is real simple. It's like, Here's the company name. Here's one in particular up in San Francisco. The guy, it's called Pacific Private Money. Contact person, Mark. Phone number, 415 something. Email, Mark at something something. Um, asset type, very important. These guys do residential up to four units. I'm not going to send them a multifamily and I'm not going to send them a commercial building. He does residential up to four units. I do, you know, okay, next thing, geography, Northern California. So, the scope just got smaller. Mm-hmm. If I get a deal in Northern California on a residence, guess who gets that lead? Mm-hmm. Mark. Um, same thing goes for him. If he gets a residential anything in Texas, I got first dibs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Um, I always keep notes on it too, by the way. I always try to keep you know, some personal notes for myself. 
I uh, let's see what I have on Mark. It says, "Goodness gracious, that's a that's a personal note for sure." <laughs> oh, where I met him. Okay, I met him through uh, James at the rental porf- and and we're working on a rental portfolio in Sacramento. Um, so I keep a couple of personal notes on these things. But the point is, I do keep this and I publish this and I share it with people. Keep one for yourself, and you will see. I mean, it's uh, we had a meeting here recently, and I and again, I'll paraphrase this, but. I feel like if I do good unto others, eventually it'll come back to me. Yeah. Um, that's, that's proven itself and the ROI has been infinite uh, mm-hmm. a million times over with this frenemy concept. So guys, this, the, the series of um, unlimited great marketing is coming to an end. Today we talked about the third pillar, which is referral programs. Remember we talked about events, customer service, and now we just talked about referral programs. I, I'm, out of, I'm out of gas as it, comes to, as it relates to referral programs. I feel like I need to go do some pushups. But- yeah. The good news is after those pushups, we're going to come right back and we're going to nail it with public relations. And that's actually the main reason our man over here, Sean, is in the studio, because this is his area of expertise. I'm excited about this one. So I can't wait to see you all at the next episode. Yeah. Can you talk a little more, bro? No, no, I can't. I'm, I'm done. All the lifting. I know. All the lifting. Well, I got a bunch of good news and a bunch of good information, but more than anything, um, I've got a... I've got a killer sitting across from me that's going to give you guys the fire content. So, all right. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Catch you on the next one. We'll see you next time. That's it for this week's Firestarter Podcast. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll be back with a new episode soon. Until then, I'm Romney Navarro. Always keep the flame in your heart, and I'll see you at the top.